All right, welcome back to My Life, Sam Radford. On this episode, we have a gem. We have the creator of Grind Time, interviewer of Sean Price before Grind Time <laughs> on the Grind Time channel, Wavy yeah. Davey, direct yeah. David Williams from Boston, right now living in Atlanta. He's also lived in Houston and Orlando. He went right. to UCF for school. Uh, thanks for being on, Dave. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, real quick. I actually went to Full sale. I was UCF. full sale. Somebody fucked. Yeah. So I had madness on last week. Right. And he right. said, I saw him at UCF and I didn't want to correct him. Cause like, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm small on this totem pole. So I'm like, but I think it was full sale. So it was full sale. My bad for the intro on that one. We, we you wouldn't know though, because I used to be on half my friends was on UCF campus. Cause there was no girls at full sale. Well, there was like two. So we used to have to go <laughs> down to the other end of university Ave and mob the UCF campus, but UCF, I think it has like the biggest campus in the U.S. They had like a movie theater, all type of shit. That well, was like the, the greatest college to be down the street from. So, well, I have a question before I start off. My initial question from that is like, if you're a big fan and like a lot of the people that listen to this are old grind time and everything fans. Um, one of your guys' first events that you held was at like a gazebo at a at a school. Was that at Full <laughs> Sail or is that at UCF? That was at UCF. Okay, UCF. fuck. I thought I was Full Sail. My bad. <laughs> all yeah. right. But yeah, so like, first off, man, what was it like for you growing up in Boston? Um, it was funny. I'm born in Lowell, Massachusetts. They call it Mill City. And uh, I went to school in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And then at a certain point in high school, I moved to Boston. And I was living in Boston, going to school in this place called Carver. You know what I mean? So um, I lived in the suburbs and the city. And it was like, uh, Massachusetts is very like rustic, like you, it's a bunch of cobblestone shit, a lot of historical stuff there. You know what I'm saying? We used to take field trips to go see the, the Nutcracker and to see uh, the Battle of Lexington and Concord and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't really move the way how much like historical value is there then you got like martha's vineyard and stuff like that that people frequent and um yeah I didn't, I didn't realize growing up that um you know nobody nobody else had cranberry bogs and stuff like that you ever seen a cranberry bog yeah actually i'm in i guess kind of same geographical sense i'm in like lower ontario so we actually have like a yeah. thing called cranberry festival once a year where it's oh, like really? a whole it's like a whole like uh exhibition yeah so, so y'all got Cranberry Festival. We got Ocean Spray. Oh, you know okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's cool growing up. I I, I like to say New England. All right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of states in close proximity that that we frequent too. I think the, the problem with me as a Canadian or us as Canadians, we hear it's so confusing, right? So we, my reference is Boston Celtics, but then it's the New England Patriots, right? And then right. and then like. A lot of people who are fans of like college sports uh, in 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 uh, Massachusetts are fans of like Ann Arbor and Michigan. I find so I always get confused with like right. where is where. So, so okay, so I, I'm glad you explained that. So yeah, so so New England is is Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont. All didn't those even know that together combined it's like Voltron. It's Voltron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Massachusetts is like the cat. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> that's hilarious well we have like in the, in uh, canada we have the maritime so it's like uh okay. nova scotia new brunswick newfoundland it's like you know and it's all one we i that's stupid of me i mean i thought i knew the map but for some reason i thought it was a state all right we'll go on for my stupidity i'm already like over three right now so, uh, bro so what was it like like when did you first fall in love in hip-hop was it uh was it uh when growing up where you grew up in plymouth and stuff or nah so it's like I think my earliest memory is because I, I, my brother's older than me, right? And he used to strategically leave like Wu-Tang tapes and shit like that in the basement. So I, I discovered them and like memorize all the words. You know what I'm saying? So when you get like the purple tape, Raekwon's only built for Cuban links and shit like that. I went in my basement, went through his shit and found it. You know what I mean? But before that, I was just watching whatever came on um, MTV. You know what I mean? And so that whole, like, that discovering of, like, I don't have to listen to, like, girls 25 times when it comes on TV. And, like, I got these underground Wu-Tang tapes. That, that, that moment right there was exciting for me. And then uh went to memorizing the lyrics. And then I think when I was in middle school, we started watching Freestyle Friday on BET. And that whole element of them battling was like the greatest thing in the world to me. Me and my boy used to move the furniture around in his uh, living room and just get to battling after Freestyle Friday, you know? And I think um, when I was in high school at Carver, we had this kid named Kansas. I'll never forget. Shout out to my man, Kansas, David Morrissey. This white kid from Kansas, you know what I'm saying? Kind of goofy looking. You would never know he was into hip hop. And he um he was telling me that he got like all these battles at his house. So one day after school, I just went to his house and like he had all the gin battles. And me and him watched the fucking gin battles 900 times. Then he had some other battles. And then me and him was like, he was like the first person I knew that like had battles recorded like I did. You know what I mean? And then you remember back in the day, LimeWire, I used to record the battles off there. I remember after Fight Club did uh did the did the 100k and the 50k battles the only place you could find the audio was on LimeWire you know what I mean so it's just from like I I think the battling it, it was rare but I like I realized from young that battle I feel like is the fastest way to recognition in hip hop like you can put out a dope album but it takes time to put together you know what I'm saying if people see you battle like people instantly are a fan of you. People instantly want to make music with you. It's like that instant recognition. And that was always cool to me. So I started like battling in the lunchrooms and stuff like that. And I'll never forget, probably the thing that changed my life is I used to go to school named uh, Plymouth North. And uh, one day after lunch, it's like the whole was out there. And he's, Mike and Larry were battling. And I remember like, I was too scared to get into battle. You know what I mean? My boy was me like man you would cook them dudes and I was like nah but I, I didn't do it and they were so fucking horrible shout out to them but they were fucking horrible they had the whole school out there and I remember that feeling of like damn you can get everyone whether they like rap or not you can get them to stop on a dime and grasp their attention and that moment for me because after that like I bet I could you yeah. know what I mean but uh 
that that was like my moment, like passing up on the battle in high school and discovering the Wu Tang tapes and the in the one oh six battles. Those are like my three moments to where I was like, all right. I like that. I like that. Um, no, yeah. and it's funny you say that too, bro. Cause like I mean, I I did my little stint with battling and like little leagues in Canada and like right, when right. I was like when I was a teenager and like, you know, I had a few like mixtapes or whatever. And the biggest thing is like the camaraderie with battle rap. Like you go to an event and you can go away with like five six dudes whether they're like a producer or a rapper or something and like but the funny thing is when you say about like passing up the battle in high school i used to write all the time and i because i was a battle fan and like i was a big like mf doom and like uh like hip-hop hip-hop fan you know like and i was so critical rest in peace for sure i actually um just discovered an old shirt with the all caps album that i have viz which is like i was like man it was like he showed he brought it back to life almost you know but what I was saying with that is like, I was so critical of myself that like, but it took my friends being like, you see these other kids rapping at school. They're fucking terrible. But I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to do it. But then you get that first reaction, man. And then that's high. That's the high you chase forever. I'm sure it's the same with like a comedian landing a first joke or something like that. Oh yeah. That first time you say a punchline and you make a little crazy, that's an addictive ass feeling. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, Actually, it's funny you say, like, I thought of this when you were talking about, like, different places for battling and, like, you talked about, like, the 100K battle. Imagine if there was, like, eventually a battle rap video game where it had, like, like Tony Hawk, you have places. So you have, like, uh, the WRC places, like the one in Toronto. You have, like, the roof in New York. And then you have, like, or, like, Black Star DVD or, like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, that'd be a pretty oh, cool crazy. concept. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, you got the Adelaide division or, like... <laughs> Wow. But uh, um, yeah, so this is going to be long because so like you were in the WRCs. I've spoken a lot about the WRCs, so everybody has a good idea of it. But what brought you to be in that format, like outside of battling in your hometown and stuff like that? Like what brought you to like going to different cities to battle and, and such? OK, so I knew I wanted to bat when I was in high school. Like I knew like, yo, like. So, I mean, you might not know this, but, like, a lot of people that know me know I don't fucking stop rapping. Like, I freestyle all the time, right? But around that time where, like, I first got to college, like, around, like, 05, and that time that I was, like, in my junior, senior year of high school, like, I was, like, crazy freestyling. You know what I mean? Like, a monster. And, like, I did not, like, Boston had places to battle, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't as prevalent as like New York or, or like some of the other shit that I would see on like mcbattles.com. So it was like no like huge competition for me to go then. It would just be like if there's an open mic and you can make the if you can make the open mic, there's a little freestyle battle for a couple hundred dollars here and there. So I remember when I, when I was like, yo, when I move and go to college, like I'm gonna make it a point. Like I don't care if the city has a scene or not, I'm gonna make it a point to try to do whatever I can. And um, I get to Orlando, and the first thing I notice is there's a rap scene out there. You know what I mean? And they had something called the Hush Show. I don't know if you are you familiar with the Hush Show. I spoke to Johnny so, about it. Right. So the Hush Show was where like all it was like rap battle boot camp, and I had just missed it when I got there in '05. I think it shut down in like early '05 or 2004. That was like that first generation of Orlando battlers. And Orlando's a melting pot. There's a lot of people there from other cities. But it's it it's crazy, man. It has like this weird, it's like half Southern, but half like Northeast vibe, depending on who you hang out with. 
And I remember I went to UCF because I heard they had a rap battle and I, and I was too late to sign up. And it was Johnny Storm and he had like destroyed everybody, right? And I remember just being like, man, I can beat him. So I like made it my thing to like, um, to like get in the next battle. They had this thing called Battle of the Elements on UCF campus. They had a hip hop club called Elements would book like Immortal Technique and all these other people to perform. And I uh, had like the battle rap side of it. And um, the president of, of Elements was Alicia. Shout out to Alicia. Shout out to Melody, because I think she had a part in Elements too. But anyway, so I go up to Elements and get in the competition. And right in the end, boom, it's me and Johnny Storm. We had sudden death overtime and he beat me in overtime. Um, I remember, and it was big at the time because Matt Hills was judging and uh, Recognize was judging. And, you know, everyone knew Recognize from the MTV battle and his like battles he had with like Jen and Parable and all the, and all the shit. So that was big for me. Johnny Storm won, but that's when I started getting cool with people on the scene. You know what I mean? It was like that mutual respect thing. And then I think I won the next one. Then Madness probably won the one after that. Then like that scene, it was just, they had a, like, like I think Monday nights, there was like this vegan hot dog cart downtown and people used to gather by the vegan hot dog cart. Did Johnny tell you about this? No, I like it though. I want to hear it. Yeah. It was like, he was like the first vegan food I ever saw in my life. It's like, oh, <laughs> five. It's like, we all go down by the vegan hot dog cart and fucking freestyle until like two in the morning and then everybody goes home. So we get down there around eight and just fucking everyone freestyles. Me, uh, my guy Midas, uh, think Critical, Madness, Mad Ills, uh, Johnny. Uh, it's like, as damn, so many people from, and it, it wouldn't just be Orlando people, be people, I remember King Sun popped up one time it's like random, like underground rappers would be there, but it wasn't like a thing. It was just like, if you knew people were freestyling and ciphering downtown, then you knew, you know what I'm saying? And um, that scene was crazy. They had, they had lounge battles. They had this thing called spit camp. You know what I mean? Like all these competitions and shit and like all these like high collide. There was this dude, rest in peace. There was this cat named Strat. that was super crazy back in the day. And like, that scene, I feel like Orlando had one of the scenes for battlers. I feel like Detroit was up there, but Orlando just wasn't documented like that. You know what I'm saying? No, and even I spoke to, uh, I can't remember whether it was Johnny or Madness about land, lounge battles, but if you look at Grind Time's uploads, like they had like a lounge battle six trailer. So that means that there had already been five of them previous to it. And there's like a lot of competitions that I've learned about um, from Orlando, from speaking to you guys uh, that I never knew about wise on, on like, um, you know, the internet, because that's where most battle rap fans of like the 2007 starting era started watching, but it's yeah. Like all the people you're mentioning, like, yeah, Orlando seems to be very heavy. And then the people like recognize and, and then gin and, and, and Matt, and then like madness said, critical just never wanted to battle in the written format. He was a freestyle guy, but like, it's a shame that we never got to hear people like that. In the written, are, written, written are talking ridiculous. He's an incredible lyricist. I know he like acts and shit now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what Madness said he was doing. Yeah, he's acting. 
Yeah, so yeah, critical is the man. But like, yeah, that scene, that scene was crazy, bro. I think outside of Detroit, LA, and New York, I feel like Orlando probably had one of the best scenes out there. It's just that we didn't document it. Everyone else was uploading brainstorm battles and all this other shit. And we, I was like, I was probably one of the first people. I, I was the first people from the Orlando scene uploading videos that got big hits. You know what I mean? There was a little footage out there before that, but like, I've like made it my purpose to get it, these cats known because they were so talented. So, you have an elements battle from the an UCF event. I was looking up uh, your, the the oldest uploads from uh, the Grind Time channel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like you were uploading this stuff, but you know what I think it is too. I find a lot in that era is street DVDs really did justice for people or like cities like you had like the street DVDs in Philadelphia, New York, and stuff. Like you're seeing like a fourteen year old Meek Mill and. Yeah. Like the what's the street? It's like Streets Raw or Raw Streets DVD too. Raw for the streets. Too raw for the streets. I used to have hella about like and they would go off in different parts of like Pennsylvania too, which is really cool. Yeah. Um I think that was my man DJ Big Philly, right? Thanks to him. Oh really? Oh, so that, that's yeah. awesome. And I wanted to say, shout us when you were doing earlier to Melody. Is that the chick who used to always see at the grind time events and stuff? And I remember she's like tight with poison pen. <laughs> Hey, bro, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a weirdo with this stuff. Okay, so I got one thing right. We'll start off with that. I already been there from the beginning. And, and then you saw her because I think she moved out to the West Coast, which makes me even more weird. And then, like, she goes to she would go to events there. Yeah, yeah. Friends with, like, Chino XL and stuff, too, I saw. Um, so you experienced WRCs, right? You, I find that, like, a, with WRCs, it shows what can be done with battle rap with the form of, like, you know, like rounds and all this kind of stuff, but it, it showed the flaws. It showed the good and the bad that what could be done. Like maybe don't get people to just eat pizza and drink Red Bull and put them in a fucking hot room for a whole entire day to battle one another a million times. So what made you, I think the biggest, the biggest mistake that I think the WRCs made is that they filmed the battles in private with no crowd. I feel like if they allowed a crowd of at least 20, 30 people, it, we would have had that electric vibe in the air. The fact that they made everything super private and the only, and see, this is what sucks too. Cause they were like, man, these things are private. But when you see the tryouts for the LA division had a million people in the crowd. Cause they they're wild. You know what I mean? And like that shit, that was some of the craziest footage of the whole thing. Cause you, so many people were there to react. But I think that, um, yeah, uh, that was the biggest mistake to me that they should have put a crowd. And, yeah, and like uh, because, as you said, I was going to say before you mentioned that, like the pre even in New York, there was some prelims that were like that had crazy crowds. Oh, yeah, those stuff. Were outside, killing them in Tahoe and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. killing them, man. I remember when you guys had killing them on a grind time card, and I was so hyped, bro. Yo, you know what's crazy? First of all, that killing them is my dude. Me and him and conceited was stuck at my house for like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Which is a whole nother story. You know what I'm saying? But um, killing him, yo, bro, his name is Menelik and killing him is his name backwards. Whoa. And I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> perfect. You have the craziest name, killing him. Yeah, but, he, but he's one where he got a lot of shit going on. Like he, he's in a film and acting and stuff like that too. I felt like if he stuck around a little longer, he would have been, he was, he was crazy ahead of his time, you know? 
I remember he used to be in in Roan in Roan's blogs when when people used to do like blogs before battles to like promo them. Roan would have him in some of the blogs back in the day. I remember it was pretty funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, so when you see like what's good and what's bad with these WRCs, and then also bringing people together around the world who are already known but known in their own sectors, all bringing them to one, what makes you start grind time and have like that thought process? Um, well, first of all. I didn't want to do my own league. I was just, I think people have to realize that the thing about me is there's a lot of like mega fans of stuff, but I was like a proactive mega fan. It's like, I'm a mega fan, but I'm already battling. I already know how to rap. I'm already known on my scene, in my scene. You know what I'm saying? But it's also like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about business. You know what I mean? I like to, to learn the way things work. And I feel like like my gift, if I have one talent in this world, is bringing people together. You know what I'm saying? I was always that guy who would like could get 20 people in a room that didn't know each other and have everybody having a fun time. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that when WRCs went down, I was like, yo, we have to come together and do this shit ourselves. And I think a bit, I always give them credit, man. And it's so funny that people will tell me like, nah, man, like, you don't have to give them credit. Like, you were the first league. But I really feel like when I saw the Elements League in Canada, and it's like, I get that it wasn't, like, it technically was a league because it was a bunch of people from Nova Scotia that all went to high school together and shit, right? But, like, it was something about seeing the Elements League and seeing how, like, people had records that, like, really help sculpt my vision of what battle rap would look like. Cause I'm like, this shit is local. Imagine this with like international talent, you know what I mean? And they did it in a boxing ring and stuff, which is more kind of like how queen of the ring does it. You know what I mean? But like, I saw that and like that became when there was, you know, cause there was only like five battles on YouTube that we could watch over and over again. You know what I mean? So that became my entertainment. All those battles had like a hundred views. You know what I mean? But I remember just seeing Pat stay. And I remember just seeing like the storylines that I was able to pick up on as someone from the outside looking in. And what I did was after I was in WRC, I found, cause they used to always rap about this place called Halle Famous, right? So I looked up Halle Famous and it was like a forum where they all used to talk about the battles and stuff, like just people in the Elements League. And I wrote, I went in there and I was like, yo, what's up guys? This is direct. I was in the WRCs, whatever. And I wrote this long ass thing about, um, it was like a ranking. I did like a ranking for them to kind of like give them like some inspiration or something. And they're like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Like he ranked all of us and he like broke down the battles. And um, I remember Pat Stay was up there. I remember Miracle, uh, a dude named Casper, who was really dope. Casper, I've, feel like he was like the champion, Casper. Um, and then Quake, you know, Quake Matthews. He was in the Elements League. And they had a bunch of other dudes that were, they were ill. But um, I remember talking to Pat back then, talking to Quake, Casper back then. And Reed Israel, who was the, uh, the owner. And I remember them telling me about this dude named Hollowhand. And they're like, yo, man, like he's on the run. Like, but he's, he's like the best. I mean, he's like the best one from Nova Scotia. I'm like, word. They're like, yeah, he's the best. If you could find him. And I remember 
back, you know, in the U.S., we use AIM. And uh, they all use, oh, you guys all use MSN. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, man, you got to download MSN Messenger and, like, we'll give you his, like, MSN name. So that's how I met Hollowhand was on MSN. Him and, and I was telling them, it was like, like kind of when King of the Dot popped up, I was like, yo, like, all you guys need to, like, fuck with King of the Dot because you won't be able to make it to grind time. You know what I'm saying? So that was like a, a big thing in the beginning too, man. It's just, but to answer your question, um, yeah, I saw the Elements League and even though like I already already had the means to like, cause Orlando had their own scene and I was tapped in and I knew how to, you know, Matt Eels was out here doing stuff. So I knew that we could get something together. I think seeing Elements League be on YouTube and even though I didn't have a lot of comments and stuff, just seeing that whole setup inspired me to be like, okay, we can do this. We can do these uploads. We can get fan interaction. And my thing is marketing. Like we can, um, we can do this in a way that, that none of the other leagues have done it before and take advantage of this new YouTube platform. So that's, that was the motivation behind it, man. Knowing so many talented people that didn't have a home. Now we, we just had to wait for the next like HBO battle or MTV battle to pop up. It was like, fuck that. 100% so, not. Yeah. Bro, that's a, I think, to be honest, I think that's an exclusive. Have you ever told that story that you met all hand on MSN before? You know, it's funny. I talk to, I talk to people about it all the time, but I don't think I, um, I don't think I was like said it in an interview. That's so, it's so funny. Battle rap is such a beautifully small world, man. And like, just to hear those kind of stories are so crazy too. And yeah, no. So I grew up in Nova Scotia. So my, uh, like my older brothers would go to elements league battles and dude, oh, really? I'm a, like, I didn't, it's funny looking back too. Cause like, I remember when I became a fan fan of battling was when the King of the dot grand prix was happening. The first one ever. Awesome, and, yeah. um, and then I got back into old grind time and WRC and all that. But before all of that, I had watched Elements League's battles and I didn't think of the views or anything. Cause it's funny. You're saying that like you're like a couple, couple hundred views. And I wasn't thinking that was like when YouTube was beginning with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you start to seek care about like, Oh, I'm going to watch this battle. Cause it has better views than this battle or blah, blah, blah. But, and I also love that you mentioned the records thing, because as a fan, when I started falling out of love or when I started going to college and like having real life, of not watching battles in my mom's basement all the time was um like I loved the records and the Grand Prix and like you'd have like I remember like I think at the Broward County beatdown you had Caustic versus 24-7 and they were both like six and oh or something like that. And 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 like stuff like that is what really kept me hyped with battling and stuff. Or like um when Marv One and Quest McCody threw down the tapes that at Massacre of the Bay. Like that's like that was like a three, four year ongoing thing, you know? Like that's what's so beautiful with battle rap, man. It's just so so funny how it's always comes back together. Broward beatdown. Wow, you know what's crazy? That was one of um you had rec- you had recognized at that event, didn't you? Recognize made his return and battled no can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Zim battled Sid Vicious. High Collide battled Swave, which was a big battle. You know what uh, I'm saying? Didn't Frank Stacks battle there? Frank Stacks battled Sergeant General. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. And um, yeah, man, it was, it was a lot of... Uh, I just remember that night. And I remember that was the first night that like, there was like a bunch of girls at, the, at a battle. And I'm like, yo, whose sister is this? Like, whose aunt is this? You know what I'm saying? And I remember 
maybe like me and Conceited walked up to the girls and was like, yo, like, well, who, who do you know here? How are you here? And they were like, oh, we saw it online. And I remember being like, what? Like, you saw this online? Like, so girls are fans of this too? And that was like the first time, I don't remember what year, that probably was like 2010. You know what I mean? But it took us from 2008 to 2010 to get girls <laughs> to consistently come to the battle. And now it's like, you go to a queen of the ring battle, it's like majority women. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, man, like, yeah, that shit was crazy. Broward beat down. I remember ATM verse thousand when he was talking about his pimples whispering in lines into his ear and shit like that. That was like, that was like a definite standout moment. <laughs> That's bro. Those are some of my favorite, like, the gems with with like grind time back then too. Even like fast yeah. forwarding, I go all over. We'll go back and forth, but fast forwarding to remember um at I can't remember the the event's name, but uh, oh yeah, Grizzlemania too. Um when uh Carter Deems and Star Almighty battled uh was it Soul Con and Dirtbag Dan and they killed them. And it's something you would never think would happen, but like their combo together was wild. And it's the same as um ATM and who did ATM have the two on two with? Because he was incredible in that as well. Was it ATM and Carter Deems? No, I am. I can't because I think. Or no, Star Almighty was with um, Franchise. That's where I oh, fucked BC. up. That's where BC I fucked up. Yeah, eight. Yeah. Was it? I think it was ATM and BC because they were both from New Orleans. No, no, no. I fucked up. It was Star Almighty and Franchise oh. were a two on two team, and then Carter Deems and ATM were a two on two team. Oh yeah, you know what. I did a I did a battle in in Texas after that, um, and ATM and BC teamed up and they killed. Yes, some shit. But yeah. I remember knowing uh, them from yeah, both from I, Orleans. I, I, but those two battles stand out. Sorry, like fr- franchise and and Star Almighty beating people that were like the hot high rank top tiers, and then Carter Deems and ATM. Like, oh man, I I still watch those to this day. Those kind of battles are always like great for me. You know the thing about Grind Time was that. It was like, if you were talented, you would get hot. And then hot people wanted to battle you. So there was, it was like a natural farming system to where like, you became a star based on fan opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like you could see people growing into stars in front of you. You know what I mean? And, and, and that was a league where like, almost anybody could beat anybody else. You know, that's what was so exciting about it. And I think that like, for like a 10 year period, we were able to capture like, um, like hip hop in its most rawest form. You know what I mean? And I feel like people learned a lot about like natural marketing and a lot of it, but it laid the groundwork for, um, for everything that's going on today. 100%, 100%. And no, it's like, um, I make basketball references all the time right now. It's, um, June 21st, 2021, uh, Atlanta just beat Philadelphia to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And so, like, you're, like, saying ATM versus 1,000 in, in your mind at the Boward Breakdown had, like, a Kevin <laughs> Herter Yeah, they got Kevin Herter night. You know what I mean? Or, like, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Kevin had a good night, though, but he was injured on and off this year, so people didn't know. Yeah, man. Well, it was just... two years ago, he had a couple big games, and I, I knew he was nice. He killed it, but last night was such a weird game to watch with like all the misses in the fourth quarter. It was it was fucking crazy. <laughs> it was Ben Simmons' fault, man. Dude, what do you think about that? I think that okay, if we talk about that like Fultz and Tatum draft, you know what I mean? I feel like you can't blame Philly for taking Fultz, but it kind of like 
if, if Fultz didn't, I mean, his, his situation is so unique, forgetting how to shoot. If he didn't forget how to shoot, I feel like Philly, with that original J.J. Redick team, kind of had, like, the perfect team. You know what I mean? It was, everything was perfect. And I feel like you could move Ben Simmons a small forward. You know what I mean? But um, I think that, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like, I saw a lot of comments about how, like, they might have been better off with Fultz based on how Fultz was playing before his injury. I mean, I, I dude, I, Fultz yeah. in Orlando was pretty good before the injury, like. Right, right. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, good thing I'm not from Philly. Like, my team got a championship somewhat recently, so I, I can't complain. No, that's fucked up. I because I watch. I'm a fan of Barstool, like in some people, and so I watched. <laughs> Roan Roan had a live stream last night. All a battle rap. Yeah, man, and Roan like uh, he had a live stream where he was watching the Phillies game in Philly, and like the turmoil on the faces and stuff were just. I'm surprised they burned the city down. Well, if they won, they might have burned the city down. Yeah, if you're talking, <laughs> you never know. I ain't, I ain't go out when Atlanta won. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even trying that shit. No, it's wild. I was in Spain when they won the the uh, the football World Cup in 2012, and like it was like a riot in the streets. But okay, who you got, got winning the finals? Real quick, me? Um, well, fuck, I don't even. Okay, uh, I'll go with Spain. Oh, you mean in basketball? Basketball, yeah. Sorry, dude, I want the Suns to win. I just like. I just, you know, I, I had all my hope in Brooklyn because I was loving like K- KD and shit, but no, nah, bro, I, I'm invested in Atlanta Suns finals. That's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Atlanta will make it. But... They don't have enough bigs to play Giannis, man. Like they, they're, and, and then the bigs that are on Milwaukee already with Porter and, and, or sorry, with um, Bobby Portis and with like Brooke Lopez, who's their, uh, who does Atlanta have? Clint Capella is their tallest guy, you know? And like, John Collins have to play big. That's the only thing they can hope. John Collins was swaggy last night in the post game interview, yeah, though, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. with the shirt of him dunking over him feet, talk, yeah, talking about Kevin Herter's cave on. <laughs> yeah, he's a man. He's a man. We'll see though, but I think hopefully the Suns get it. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for that. I'm worried it's going to be Clippers Bucks, but I'll watch either way, bro. You know, right, right, right. I, I'm my my girlfriend's like it's weird how invested you are with with these games and you don't even bet and I'm fucking throwing stuff and jinxing myself for wearing a Look, Sixers I'm on, top shot. I'm on top shot I'm on DraftKings yeah I'm playing all the all year long you want to join the league let me know okay well maybe I'll hit you up I I just I just my friends are all flakes and they never want to bet bro because I always win the bets but um uh okay so yeah so we're talking about that battle rap and then so like when. When did you guys decide to expand grind time from Orlando? So I know you had Jay's Juice come down and battle Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah. Is that when you kind of started talking about doing a New York division? Yeah, yeah. So it's the crazy thing is that, like, me, like, so it's like Matt Hills knew a lot of people in Orlando and um, a lot of people from WRC and just, like, random, like, underground people. But it's like I – was like busy networking and like meeting people on the West Coast, meeting people on um, the East Coast. So like I had, cause I used to do, damn, I probably left this out too, but you remember that radio show I did where Sonny was on there, right? Yeah. Oh, one time radio, right? So that's how it started. Me and my man Prophecy started that. And then I kind of took it over by myself. And um, I did, I had like a magazine I was doing I was like doing Grind Time magazine and I was like 
interviews with like Nims and Hollow and all these people. So I knew these dudes from trying to do the magazine and write articles and being on the phone with them a million hours. So when it came time to do uh, Grind Time East Coast, it's like I already had the roster. You know what I'm saying? We just needed someone to be a face of it. And then Jace came in and, and he added a couple people he knew from different states. You know what I mean? And that's how that was formed. Um, as far as West Coast, Lush had been talking to Matt Ills and myself when he came out. And Lush really wanted to like head off a division because he he knew a lot of them guys like the source and pass and shit for years, you know. So he um he came in and uh he it's so funny he got mad at him because he wasn't supposed to announce that he was the president yet. But he like announced it like in the middle of the battle. We were like, well, in, in true Lush fashion, well, I guess we gotta go live with it now. And uh yeah, that was uh that was the start of it, man. So if you, so we had a battle. I, I'll never forget this. It was a uh, G month battled Revenon and unorthodox phrases in the same day. Those, that was like the double main event in Orlando. That same day we had the hollow versus J focus battle in New York. And the, what was it? It was a West coast battle. might've been no can versus madness. So oh, I on think, the street. Yeah, on the street. Yeah, yeah. I think like all those events were in the same day. We had like a triple header flyer. Oh, that's that. wild. I That's and so cool. So that was really the start of it. And, you know, for, back then, it took forever for footage to come out. But all those events were in the same day. That's that's pretty fun. That's a that's a battle rap history fact right there. No, actually, my bad. It was Battle of the Bay. Oh, there's Battle the Source. Those three events were in the same day. Yeah, 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 and that was crazy too because they had battled in lounge battles, uh, freestyle format, and this was like we did that on purpose, though. Yeah, that uh, makes sense, man. I also was referencing because Madness got mad because he doesn't think his performance against Iron Solomon was good, but I, I was like, you, yeah. you and the Source almost wore the identical outfit versus Iron Solomon. Did that mean anything to you? <laughs> but uh, um, no. So that's so funny with Lush. Yeah, no, and but it was cool because like he proved himself by going and beating phrases and stuff. Um, yeah. And then, and then when would you, like, when was your moment? Like, cause it was probably already cool because you guys are the league and it, yeah. the league being watched, but then there's a certain point where you blow up, you know, there's a certain point where like, there's the Broward beatdowns, there's the battle of the bays. There's everybody's going to each division, you know, like what, what was it for you? you? We blew up, we blew up early and I'll tell you when, and now it might seem like we blew up a little bit earlier to me. Cause I saw everything unfolding as it was happening. Like I knew what was going to happen, but you might have heard me tell this story before. Uh, when I was in college, I sat next to my boy Mike P. He's a big like director now. And um, he, I'm talking to him about grind time, and I'm telling him how we got it set up. And he was like, "Yo, man, um, you ever heard of the site called World Star?" And mind you, this is before we added the divisions. And I'm like, "Nah, what's that?" He's like, it's really big in New York and Jersey. And it's just like a site where they post videos. So I got on Worldstar and I'm like, oh shit, like videos have like a million views on here. So I hit up Q, who was the owner of Worldstar, legendary dude in, in, in hip hop media. And um, rest in peace to Q. And I just, me and him had a meeting and I was just like, yo, like we'll put the Worldstar logo on all our battles. If you put all our battles on your site, and he was like, bet just send them in i have the team post them and we ran that for like four years you know what i mean 
and there was a uh, Johnny Storm battled Mosh. Yep, that's that was the, a huge battle for Orlando. Yeah, huge. That was huge, and that was the first time that a lot of people online, because people online like, yeah, like uh, rapbattles.com and stuff like that. Like people um, will be talking about um, Johnny Storm, but nobody saw him yet. He was supposed to be in a scribble jam battle. He wasn't in it. So there were, so all the dudes from the West Coast was like, man, Orlando sucks. Then Johnny came and we were like, yeah, we told you, you know, but that was like the first battle that like the source and all hip hop and all these other sites picked up too. It was like, yo, MC battling is back. They were the first ones to get like an article from Grind Time. Like that battle was it. Like that battle was really crazy for the time because people, you have to realize that like, you had a street style, then you had like what they called the backpack style. But Grind Time was the first league meshing that. So when you saw Johnny and Marsh, you saw like a laid back, kind of like East Coast street style. It was also funny. Russia straight, like multi-syllabic, newer. At the time, that was the newer style, the thesaurus um, influenced newer style. And like, something like that was crazy for a lot of people. And that shit spread like wildfire. So to me, that was that's when I was like, oh, yeah, we're blowing up. You know what I'm saying? But when we actually blew up and I realized that the shit was huge was probably when I think uh, damn, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think because there, there's a couple moments like I remember when I started sending Conceited's Battles to World Star, like Buster Rhymes and Fabulous and these people started noticing. I think I think uh, Alchemist called me one day. I had never spoken to him before in my life. He's like, yo, is this direct? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yo, this is Alchemist. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yo, man, um, yo, your shit is fire. Like all, all the people that you can fucking imagine that you probably listen to all the time. We fucking sit on the tour bus and watch every single battle. And like, he was just asking me like on some fan shit. He was just asking me a million questions about it. You know what I mean? And that's when I was like, oh shit, like we made it. And then like, we had some shit with Conan O'Brien and there's all type of shit, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, once celebrities started um, taking notice and then once battling moved on to Twitter and we could see and then there was a time where like Ron Artest used to blog on all the grind time battles. You know what I mean? So it was just like, that's when I knew we were there, but we had blown up, but we didn't really get to the money yet. And I feel like this era is all about getting to the money. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I actually, like I speak before, like, like at a point battle rap, like it, it was so ready to be financed, but it was just always financed by the wrong people. Like when you had like, like the whole ether meltdown or shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, like if this, you just need the right person with the right intentions and then everything that's going on right now with caffeine and then King of the Dots new season. And, uh -huh. and then you actually were part of the King of the Dots Grand Prix last year. You, you did the yeah. South, right? You out right, like, right. and I got and so, me and Poison Pen got some other shit coming up. I can't fully disclose or talk about it, but we got some crazy shit coming up. All uh, right. You'll see, hit me up when you see it. I will. I will. Maybe we'll have you on. Yeah. If that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually like right now we're going to jump because like there's so much, there's so much time to cover, but right, jumping right. from grind time and everything and everything blowing up and battling, becoming crazy internationally. Um, 
you started rap grid which was like one of the first like actual battle rap websites that you can correlate things and the link isn't busted to like a, a wrong link right, and right. it's not a 404 error you know so um what brought you to to make rap grid man because it, it was so ahead of its time the espn of battle rap yeah so um everything you fucking do is innovative it sucks eh it's gonna be but that paid off though that paid off um which we can get into in a second but basically um so when i was like final days of grind time we were trying to kind of fix things and clean things up um my boy gray reached out to me and he was basically he just hit me you know he, he told me his credentials his background and he told me some different ways that we should be monetizing the Grind Time channel that we weren't. Because remember, YouTube monetization was new at the time. And he rolled out this whole plan. And I was like, yo, this dude's a genius. This is excellent. We have to take a meeting with him. But other people involved with Grind Time didn't want to do it. You know what I mean, and I just felt like Grind Time, it was like, it became about a bunch of egos and shit. It was just like a power struggle. But we weren't getting to no money. So it was like, what, what is all this for? So when it came time to sit down and talk about money, other people wanted to talk about everything else that I didn't care about. You know what I mean? So when I stepped away from grind time, um, Gray was one of the first people I hit up. And he was like, yo, well, I have this site called Rap Grid. We're getting it made. It's not going to be ready for a year. And, and his vision for it was like an e-commerce platform where battlers could sell their merch and their music and shit. And I was like, yeah, dope. Like, let me know how I can be a part of it. So then when it went live and it launched and I saw the site, I was like, oh, shit. So then me, him, and our developer, David, we sat down and talked about, like, just different tweaks that we could do to the site. And, like, like the little slider where you could vote in the beginning and stuff like that. Like, all that stuff was things we talked about that was important. So we had this e-commerce site, and it was like, all right, well, this isn't really working how we thought it should work. You know what I mean? Like people aren't engaging with this. So I had the idea of basically like, really I took on the role of like creative director and I had, and we launched our YouTube channel. And my job was to make all this creative content that would push people back to the site. That's when you see me going out traveling, going to every battle event, getting interviews. You know what I'm saying? Before anyone else was doing that shit, I was at every single event, you know? And, and, and that, and then we developed that idea of like doing the video on demand. We found out that everything was like beta and everything was trial and error. All right, we knew years ago that there was gonna be a day where battle rap couldn't only live on YouTube anymore. Cause it's like you watch WWF or UFC like, or any major company. It's like they have a pay-per-view, then it goes to their site-based subscription service then it rolls back to YouTube, maybe if they're trying to promote something one day, you know what I mean? But like, you just can't give a platform all your content for free and not be able to monetize it. But a lot of people in battle rap, it was, business was in its infancy stages. So our dream was to basically be like, okay, let's create another income for people who throw battle events, right? And the hook line and sinker is, okay, you guys aren't using, aren't used to paying for battle rap content, but the whole uh, selling point is 
you want to wait six months to see every battle from the event? Or do you want to see it all next week by paying 25 bucks? You know what I mean? So people started really, that business model worked. You know what I mean? And for the first time, people didn't have to only rely on the door. They started doing video on demand. Then as technology got better and, and you know, they came out with new cameras that you could do certain things on, uh, we were able to roll it into pay-per-view. You know what I mean? And I feel like that helped spring what you see now with all, all these different sites jumping in on the battle rap pay-per-views and stuff like that. So I think like when you say like it sucks to be an innovator because it's like I'm always like the test dummy for shit. And then somebody comes in with a bag. It's also good because just in a lot of business meetings I have right now, like those notches under my belt, like being able to see things before they happen has, has, has helped me. And I think like the business world sees the value in that. It's just about positioning yourself the right way. You know, I was, yeah, I, that I was trying to joke, be saying you're innovative because of like how awesome you are. I was trying to be like, Oh, it sucks to be fucking amazing. No, but I, but so, so like, don't worry about it. I know I, the fans know what the fans know it's you're you're doing that. And like, I'll say upon that, bro. I was like, I'm the dude who's, you mentioned LimeWire earlier. I, everything's fucking used to watch, you know, I watch all my basketball streams illegally, but I remember the first time when I would pay for stuff, I got a prepaid credit card so I could watch pay-per-views. Like, so, you know, it worked, right? Like, because we were fucking fiends, man, we wanted it. And um, like upon that, one of the, like the first times I ever saw um, Big K was at an event that you guys threw in Portland versus 90M. And that is like one of my favorite battles from that era. And so like, what made you start throwing those little events? Shooting with my, shooting with my foot on the pedal, like time crisis. Got your girlfriend's got a, your girlfriend's body type is a garbage bag full of oatmeal. <laughs> that's the one that's <laughs> me. <laughs> so say that last part again, my bad. No, it's just like the what made, yeah, no, no. Like what made you start like um throwing those, the the little like, because they, like sometimes they were just like one-offs too, right? For the battles. Like it wasn't like a oh, full Well, event. I feel like in the beginning of Rap Grid, it's like, all right, so we're going to make this content. We're going to do all this shit. We need ways to drive traffic to the site. You know what I mean? So at the time, like people had known 9DM from Grind Time and uh, my partner, Gray, he's based in Portland. So uh-huh. he knew guys like Mac and 9DM. And, um, you know, we were like, yo, let's fly someone dope out to do a battle. Let's get it filmed and let's put it out on YouTube and maybe that will help drive traffic. And it did. You know what I mean? There's a lot of innovative things we did where like, I don't know if I should give this gem away, but you know, like, you know what you're doing on YouTube, uh, you can run ads, right? So our whole thing was we had Avocado make us a commercial and we were running YouTube ad on all the other Battle League uh, videos. So, you know, like it couldn't really be controlled that you might be watching the Summer Madness video and see a Rap Grid commercial. You know what I'm saying? So with a lot of the money that we made off YouTube in the beginning, we were just funneling it back into that system. And end up working. And then um, I think another big part was the live tweeting I did from every single event, quoting the like things change now. It's not really gonna have the same impact. I felt like there was like three, four years where like we killed it on Twitter too. You know what I mean? So it's like all, all that stuff. And, and, and you know, a lot of people borrowed our techniques. You know what I mean? But like it's it's all for it's all good. It's for the growth of the culture. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no. And it's funny you say that, dude, because um, when I, I was just thinking about rap grade and you're talking about it and you're saying the trailer, like to this day, I remember like, that's how you talk to your son in the Aver battle on the trailer for rap grade. Like, cause it was just all like, I even remember like the, the audio background behind it <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so it worked, you know what I mean? That, that's innovative. Just like we were saying. Right. Um, so yeah, like uh, with grind, what was your, what did you feel like when you stepped out of grind time? Like, were you happy that you were moving on to maybe a more positive side and something new and like gaining nah, so experience? So, so the reason my mom was really sick at the time that um, I left grind time and I went out to Arizona for a little bit to kind of like stay with her. And, um, you know, she ended up getting better eventually, but I was out there for a while. And um, I think just trying to get right with family and, and, and just trying to like reassess what I want to do with myself. Like I took that time off. Right. So that time off was a blessing in disguise. Cause it was like a meditative period for me, you know, my mom ended up okay. And I was able to like re refocus what I wanted to do and just think about what was smart. Like, you know, they say work smarter, not harder, you know? And so, you know, me and Gray established that relationship kind of, in this time period and we got things going and um yeah man i think and i'll say this to anybody like i always make this comparison when people are like yo i can't believe you left grind time or just anytime you're in a situation that you know isn't right i say look at like you watch the nwa movie look at dr dre and, and sugar knight dr dre was in the greatest position of all time but he bet on himself you know what i mean and i and i feel like it's not always the machine, it's the people. It's the people that work the machine. You know what I mean? And if you're somebody that's, that gets things done, somebody that's productive, somebody that networks, somebody that, that people like or, or they rock with, I feel like you, you'll be able to work, work it no matter what, what situation you're in. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and you know what, man, that's good. That's good answer. Like, um, mm-hmm. that's real life, right? Like a big thing is, I think once you start to get older, like life hits you. And so like, their priorities are much different, you know? And, and also like, it's a perfect example actually to the NWA movie. If you think about it on like how the breakup happened and like everybody went off and did their own things and some people succeeded, some people didn't, some people prevailed, some people stayed at a, a same slate or certain sense, you know? Um, so what's your, like, cause I, you're still so involved obviously in battle rap. And then there's this, this thing that, that is going to be a great, I know it's going to be great if you and poison Ben are involved in that, but what, what, what's your like stance on looking back at like 2007 to 2021 and like the whirlwind it's been through, you know, it's almost like it's to me, it's like 30 years in the NBA from like the seventies to like the 2010s. Right. 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 Um, I think it was fun to be in it. Right. And it's like now everybody's getting to the money and, and corporate is coming in. Right. And so the main thing I think is like, damn, if I knew we was going to be broke for that long, I don't know if I would have signed up for that shit because <laughs> the whole time it's like, yeah, it's going to come any day now. You know what I mean? But uh, man, a lot, a lot of a lot of uh, priceless memories, man. But I think that the thing that shot, even though I knew it was going to be big, the thing that shocked me is that it's still growing exponentially, exponentially. Because I feel like we've been a part of it for so long. It's like, yeah, Battle Rap has been around forever, but there's people still discovering it every day. Like with the, with the stuff like Drop the Mic on TV, we've got the celebrities battling. We started putting it, I'll never forget, man. They did a uh, 
Disney movie called like Let It Shine or something. And the kid in the movie was like, had to like battle at like his high school prom. We were like, yo, they like watch Grind Time and fucking put that shit in the Disney movie. You know what I mean? Then you have like the epic battle rap, rap battles of history and shit like that. So you see that like people are getting used to the, like Eight Mile was, was the first wave of everyone being like, oh shit, like a battle. Like that was the first one everybody saw. You know what I mean? And then I feel like the second wave was this whole YouTube era of like, you know, battling becoming a thing outside of just like what we were doing. You know what I mean? And I think that like to watch it grow and to see all these unique, like they made a fucking movie about it. You know what I mean? And then like, even on Drop the Mic, like the battlers were coaching these celebrities. That's how Topanga knows Chilla Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like she fucking helped her write her shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I say just to say that like, man, the amount of people that watch battle rap and the amount of people that are involved, like I've heard shit about Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow like in battle rap, like shit is crazy. You know what I mean? It's just reaching, It's re I thought it was gonna be huge in hip hop, but I didn't know it was gonna reach like every corner of the earth and, and, and be like this widely recognized format, but I'm glad because that's why it's still growing. Yeah, man, it's, it's no, it's crazy to think about, you know, how like it started off in like Orlando after like Nova Scotia. And now you got South Africa, you got Russia, you got the Philippines, you got everywhere in Australia, New Zealand, it's everywhere, everywhere. You know, like it's, it's crazy, like to hear like people like, like in, in the Philippines rapping is called flip top. Like if they say like, oh, do you flip top instead of like, do you rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the yeah. hell, man? Um. Yeah, no, it's crazy to, to just see like all the different eras too, because this is something um, Madness told me about. Because I'm I'm 27, right? So I'm a I'm a youngin. Um, he was saying that in like 95, 96, there was like this big promotion for like a pay per view battle, and I forget who he said it was supposed to be, but like he said it's just crazy, like thinking like back then now, like like I think about like everything, like I love battle rap, man, and it's so funny how like if we speak about like mainstream people like if you want to like okay like that's when you're going to get maybe other people that aren't battle rap fans to watch battles but then when the mc wars i think it's called um did like the bone crusher versus mike james and fredro star <laughs> uh, and then like uh the cannabis debacle and stuff but then now you can see it like Me method man battle and it was crazy, you know, like, it's just crazy to see it grow so much, man. Like, it's almost like the Marvel universe, in a sense, if you want to be like a nerd about it, like, if you talk about like, you know, you have like grind time with like Iron Man, and then like, say, like, Captain America comes in with like King of the Dot, and then like, Ant-Man is like a league in Ireland or something. And, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's all offsets of everybody. And then everybody, certain time people run their course, you know, and then other people come up and stuff like for right. me, like, you know, it's, I'm like, it's like music these days. Like I'm somewhat aware, but there's so many new artists. It's hard to be aware. Same with battle rap, man. There's just so many new battle rappers. It's so hard to like keep up with it all, you know, like, so yeah. like, I'm one of those like old heads who's like a hater, like, like you know, like nothing's better than nineties rap, like nothing's uh, better than 2012, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I'm like the way things have progressed. Cause my whole vision was always like, you want the street dudes to implement the greatest things that the backpack dudes have to offer, like the freestyle, the personals, you know what I mean? And then you want the backpack dudes to stop hopping up and down and leaping around the stage 
and focus more on their delivery and in their, their, their content. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we're getting some of the best version of rap right now. But also it's like, I think we're, we're reaching a period right now where it's so complicated that like some of the, like this is a perfect time for someone like Reed Dollars to make a second run. Someone like T-Rex, because people miss that old style that wasn't so complicated. Like all the, the I call it word Tetris or puzzle rapping. You know what I'm saying? All the word association raps. But, and, and I feel like there's a lot of, it's mimicking the industry in the sense that like people are, are uh, recreating whatever they think is hot, whatever they grew up listening to. And there's not as many original people right now. But at the same time, this is still the highest form of lyricism. You know what 100%. I mean? And so you have like, the ones who pay respect too. Sorry to right, interrupt. But like, right. I find like, I was listening, I actually, I never, I always thought fuck XXX Tentacion, right? But I recently watched his old No Jumper interview and he talks about how he's like, yeah, I had to learn how to do like the 16 bar for bar thing. And yeah, like he, he did a verse on and he studied it and then took more. And I respected him so much more from that man. And same with like, dude, I'm a big fan. Like as I'm, you can probably tell the kind of fan I'm, I'm of like my favorite rappers, Fife Dog, MF Doom. I, I grew up on like, you know, Jedi Mind Tricks, mm. Mortal. but my favorite rapper ever is Fife Dog. And then my second for like a new era is Juice World, man. Juice World was crazy with crazy. like the emotion he makes you feel like, <laughs> like my girlfriend's in the next room. She'll hear this. But um, sometimes listening to a Juice World song, I'd want to break up with my girlfriend just to feel how he felt with the emotion. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I know an attractive thing about Juice World too to people like us is the freestyle ability. That was like the cherry on top. It was like, oh, he's one of us. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like it's and, and just like. The, like the word, like you say, the word Tetris too. Like the thing, like he'll bring something back after starting it from the beginning and stuff like that. You know, like actually, like I'm a huge fan of Lush One's rap too. Like, like uh, his Above the Devil album was crazy to me. Like he has so like his his rhyme forms go back to one another. And also, I also I always reference like Dear Mama by Tupac. Like even if you're not that same person or raised in the same scenario, you can relate to anything on certain subjects, right? Like we like you might not have been raised in the ghetto. You might've not had maybe like a single mother, but like there's still, everybody has struggles within certain things. So that's why I always love with music is relatability, you know? Right. Right. That comes from the greatest storytellers. And I say RIP DMX. Mm. He was one of those ones too, where you didn't have to like his style, nothing, but you felt everything that came out that man's mouth. Dude. I've, uh, and like, you know, what hits me is like, right when I heard he died was all I felt was I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get up. Like that, you know, I got like just resonated so much when I heard about that. So yeah, no, it's let's, let's do a little, a uh, little lighthearted, like couple questions for finishing what, what you, let's say like your um, three uh, desert Island albums to go to, you know, and I don't want to put you on a spot, like your three favorite albums of all time, but just like, so we got um, Sean Price monkey bars. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, fuck, um, hold on, let me see here. Mm, I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. 
You know, I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna have to have Fifty Cent, but not get rich or die trying. Trying. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Power of the Dollar. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, oh shit. I'm cool with Get Rich or Die trying too. Then the other one, man. A piece of me wants to say Kanye College Dropout. It's one of the best. Like his first three albums to me are are up. Like I can put College Dropout with Illmatic, and that's like right. You know, I, I wanted to say Jay Z Black album, but I think College Dropout. I think those came out the same year. But yeah, yeah. Because remember, um, Death to Auto Tune, because Auto Tune was just starting to get big. Right. Jay-Z, I listen to Jay-Z from when I was in middle school now and get something out. Like, if you listen to H to the Izzo when it came out and now, you you realize that, like, he was injecting shit that seemed like just a hit song with with so much, uh, so many powerful words that, like, I love love going back and listening to Jay-Z. Like, it's not too many rappers that you can go back and get something completely different from their material. You know what I mean? So those, um, any you can give me any Mob Deep album and uh, Raekwon only built for Cuban Links. Mm. Really those are all great. And like um, yeah. with Jay-Z, man, it's so, I agree so much. Like I, like I, it was one of my first albums ever having was the Black album. And so like, I like front and back, like my first song, gladiator like all these like jay-z man he's he's my i went to um i got to see him in concert in 2017 Vic mensa opened up for him and it was like a circular stage and he had videos playing and like dude i'm i i I don't i'm not usually the one to like sing at a concert i'm you know hip-hop dudes we got to be cool right we can't um but um no dude every single song like I, i came home i couldn't talk it was just everything he's ever done is gold to me like you know and like even like uh like for like gems too, like Kanye's freestyle at the end of college dropout, you know, like uh mayonnaise, Ben's uh, miracle yeah, whips, like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of shit. I love, or like um the dynasty album for Jay-Z is one of my favorites too. Cause you have like Beanie freeway Memphis, like all in their prime. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my shit, man. And okay. Here's, here's like a nerd thing. Cause you're a Sean Price fan. I love it. You said monkey bars. Have yeah. you heard the live or seen the live five freestyle with him and Ruck? Where, where like he, he's like i smacked planes off the building i'm a fucking ape guns busting like uh i think i've seen that hold on i'm looking bro, it up as you you need to look this up because the 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 beats that they have on this it's like a german radio and it's him and ruck and ruck has like a bar about fucking amy winehouse in a house like oh bro it's it's some of like the heaviest sean price bars ever he says he eats the fetus off an abortion oh this is oh you're talking about the one when 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 him him and ruck we're uh, in studio doing this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, man. That's like I like I I put it on all the time when I'm with my friends. I'm like, you want to hear real rap because they're like playing like you know like uh, G G Herbo or something. I'm like, this is you listen respect this before we listen to this. You know, I remember when I was in college, we had to do a project on like an artist that we liked, and I want to say I had did this like project on Sean Price, and uh, I was presenting it. And uh, you ever seen the G4 freestyle when he had the red hat on? Yep. I played that. And, like, I remember I had everyone dying laughing listening to that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, that's my guy. That's my favorite rapper ever. And it's funny that that's home team because of Team Homie and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? I got a chance to chill with him a couple times. Me and his wife, Bernadette. And like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, like, like Battle Rap brought all that shit together. You know what I'm he, saying? Oh, and I wanted to tell you too, there's, a, yeah. there's one more album. I know you said three. Oh, that's fine. This can be interchangeable for the third one too. So. Um, Danger Doom, Mouse in the Mask. I love that album. Yeah. Now, I'm Man, also like a super adult swim kid, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, here's a little funny thing that I didn't interject earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So Johnny was apparently supposed to go to Scribble Jam that year. And then um, one of... Johnny Blaze. Yeah, Johnny Blaze replaced. And that's what I found so funny was like it was another form of fire. <laughs> that replaced yeah, no, but do you, do, you, do you know, they fucked up Johnny Storm's name. And they said the dude's name was Johnny Blaze. but It wasn't really, a Red Simpkins? It's Red Simpkins. You know what I'm saying? Him, Cap, and our boy Jay Biz had a group called Caveman Theory. I think Red Simpkins was, Simpkins was out there, and he just fucking, like, took the spot because they were like, yo, Johnny Storm didn't show up. But I think something happened. But Storm is one of them people that, bro, like, he was supposed to be on 106 in Park, which I think he would have fucking destroyed. But, like, something happened. He was supposed to go to Scribble Jam. Something happened. That's why we made it a point to be like, no, like you have to battle on grind time. Oh yeah, man. I his... the shit out of him. And those <laughs> early grind time battles too, like when, when he was like him versus Soros, like even though like those things were like just all those battles were so good, man. Or like my favorite from that era is probably like uh hollow versus pass. Like, like just like oh, that, that that's even now, sometimes when someone don't really know a lot about battle rap, I'll show them that battle. Yeah. It's two completely different styles, but it kind of shows you how far battle rap has come. Like even that, they could have that same battle with the same lyrics now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I think that's, that's, that's one of the best battles ever. And what, and the thing is what's so great about it is it's like not crazy intricate, like, right. Like, like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll hollow to Don. I can see you, you see through you hollow. You can just sit like that. Like it just comes off so easy. And because of their, right. both their personalities and stuff, like hollow at the beginning, like, Oh man, I don't, I can't be too loud. Like just everything, the atmosphere, my biggest thing as a fan from battle rap is watching people around them too, because you become, right. Oh, I know this person. I see this face. I see this face. And the, so like, that was the biggest thing is like, and like you always have it a battle of the Bay, uh, you have Lush doing one of his crazy <laughs> intros with his rhyme schemes or Plex Rock oh, yeah, throwing yeah, like yeah. a bunch of kush or something like that. <laughs> He's like, I'm dripping. My face is dripping right now in the I Am King clothing. Yo, people used to be like, I hate Lush, but he's a great host. He's the fucking, <laughs> he's the best, man. Lush is, and he's like, as I said, he's one of my favorite rappers as well, you know? Um, and speaking of that, like I, I recently saw, because you were supposed to, like you hadn't done any battles in the written format of grind time and you're supposed to battle daylit at uh battle of the bay way back in the posted, day. I and I saw you posted it and he replied to you. Are you guys going to actually do it or was it a joke? Uh, yeah, I, I, we spoke about it. We we're, tr- we we're going to set it up. Uh, there we go, man. The, the return of yeah. direct bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people will be surprised how that comes out too. Oh man, I know it's gonna be because the thing is like we all and even when you used to do your Cameron impressions and stuff like that, bro, and like when yeah. you used to like it's crazy everybody remembers that shit <laughs> because they were fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh man, what else can we cover? I, can I just I want to have a funny little one. I can't remember the good. guy the guy's name, but he pulled like the smallest gun out of a tiny purse in one of the battles in Orlando. A little like, eight ad against uh revenon revenon yeah <laughs> what was that like like after the gun was pulled 
Like what happened? Like, I know the battle kept going on, but what about after the battle? He just, that Revenant was like, yo, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he didn't, he didn't do it to be like, yo, I have a gun. Like, I remember when he did it, everybody was like, was that a gun? It was like a little 22 or something. You know what I'm saying? And Lloyd's ad was small as shit. So it was like, I wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, a like a threat. It was more like a, he was just in the moment and was like, I got the 22 or something, something, something. You know what I mean? It's just in his head. He's like, I got to show it. I'm going to put this is, it's rhyme, rhyming yeah, it. Revenant, Revenant is a G for that, man. He didn't he, he care. Was he was like, <laughs> like, no, he said he was scared. He was like, I was scared of shit, but I still wanted to win the battle. Oh, man. That's what I loved with the different characters in the Orlando scene in the early days, man. And then, like, I, this isn't any disrespect. Well, I mean, this is my this is for my Sam Radford's mouth and not T Rex's mm-hmm. mouth. But I'm surprised you didn't mention V Money when you're talking about Orlando Legends, my friend. <laughs> oh man, V Money, V Money was there from the beginning, man. I remember he, um, I think like V Money, Lil Crib, all them dudes. I feel like they were kind of like Hank Lip. Well, they were. What are you saying? Who? Tank Lip. Oh yeah, Tank. Well, well, Tank. Tank was living in Orlando. That's a whole nother story. But Tank was always around the Orlando scene. But um, yeah, all V Money, Little Crab, like Johnny Voss. They came from like, like, like from from like Ma, those was like Mosh's people. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Uh. They was always in the shadow of Mosh Jelen. You know what I mean? But V Money got it in. V Money had his run too, sir. You know what I mean? What about um? Uh, it's funny because I was talking to Madness and he's battling uh in Orlando in July and it's uh he's battling this guy that recently got famous well not famous but recently got clout I guess uh Don Marino and I remember he used to be called like Don Dollars back in Grind Times days. Yeah, Don Dollars. I think that shit was um. God damn, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember any Don Dallas battles, man. No, I know he was. I think there was a couple. He was kind of like remember Dirty Dem battled once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I felt it was kind of like that, you know. Yeah, damn, that was crazy. And Dirty Dem, I remember Dirty Dem battled my man Hemi. That was a big ass deal when that happened. Yeah, you shouts to Hemi. He's in L.A. now, right? Yeah, he is. You know everything, man. Bro, I, I'm a weirdo. I know that you guys battled together. I know that he's dating Tasha Allen's good friend. Uh, <laughs> I know they go to escape rooms together. <laughs> it's the ops, bro. Oh, that's great. Yeah, when he sees this, he's going to die laughing. I am the ops from Battle Rap. Shout out to yeah. Tasha and Pitchy. Yeah, Mitchie the doll, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that, like, um, I also know about ATLian Workshop, and now, like, everybody used to rap with Jaron Benton and how Jaron Benton was in the WRCs. Do you know, do you know what the original ATLian Workshop group was? Mm-mm, tell me. It was Hemi, Sunny Bamboo, Nestle, this dude named Colin Gibson, uh, Jaron Benton, and uh, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Not you, you. What about Chelsea from Australia? Nah, she wasn't in eighteen. <laughs> nah, she, she just had a verse. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> like, 
yeah, that was like a that's, that that was like a super group to me. I was like, damn, like they should have like, done more stuff. I love the the music. I I told yeah. Ness that. I told Ness. I was like, man. I remember Ness had a line about that. He says something about home improvement, like Tim Allen. He had like a Tim Allen home improvement bar in one of the songs. Um, like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, no, bro. I, some of the some of the stuff, like, yeah, I I gave like I used to give information to battle rappers about other battle rappers that I knew when I was like a little kid. That I didn't know about like mm-hmm. being respectful and stuff. I'd be like, yo, this guy did this, this guy did that. But I'm such an old battle rap fan that I used to wire transfer money to Pat Stay before you could e transfer to get like the first suckaderm shirts when they were first <laughs> you said you lived in nova scotia right yeah 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 uh until i was like 13 and then i've been around ontario ever since you ever been to john's lunch yeah we know all about john's lunch bro and i'm surprised when you're yeah. talking about uh elements league battlers you didn't mention gary bro <laughs> gary <laughs> gary yo that's that shit was crazy shout out salute to gary the plumber Dude, I know what you mean, though, with narratives. They created so much narratives in the Elements League, especially when Pat battled the Jesse Ito, the short kid, and he had him playing the piano on his T-shirt. Jesse fucking Ito. He ended up battling Mystic Conspiracy at a Ground Zero event. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I was, I used to encourage all them dudes to, um, to, to keep going with battling. Here's a battle rap uh, fact for you, bro. Fucking... Um, Mystic Conspiracy is like a super far right wing conservative now. Really? <laughs> yeah, like super. I had to delete him like uh, last year because of all his crazy racist rants and stuff. And there's a couple people like that. I won't shout them out, but I'll be like, yeah. bro, we used to get made fun of by everybody. Is that why you're that now? It's <laughs> like, but you know what's so crazy is that hip hop is supposed to be that umbrella that you can come underneath. And really be able to do and say whatever the hell you want. But if you really look at the culture and how it was made, it's, it's disheartening when you see people with those type of views that have been like eating off of hip hop culture in some way or just involved. Like it kind of sucks because it's like, how can you feel like this, but then participate in this? But it's like Tom yeah. McDonald fans, bro. I fucking hate Tom McDonald. Anytime I see somebody share his music, I just delete them. I'm like, hey, you're gone, bro. I can't. Yeah, people people go crazy on Tom McDonald. I saw one thing a couple of years ago, but he ain't my cup of tea, but more power to him. He's a, but you know what? There's another battle rap connection, too, because he he's with the girl Nova Rockefeller, who used to uh, – she used to be one of the girls who hung out at King of the Dot. She used to date um, R.A. the Rugged Jeez. Man. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought my recall was you like Nardwar out here. Hey, uh, Kid Twist was scared because I spoke to him about a battle he did at, at university when he was 17. And he was like, how the fuck mm-hmm. did you know about that? <laughs> it's just like something stick in my mind, man. Like when I was a kid growing up in the suburbs, I used to always get clowned because they'd be like, you're a wankster or whatever. And I remember I'm wearing like my Kenyon Martin jersey from the Nets in 2001 one day and somebody's like wankster and i was like well no this series he averaged 18.8 points and 9.7 rebounds and then he shot like 67 <laughs> percent from the field i'm just wearing it because i respect how he played <laughs> hey, Martin is the man. yeah bro i gotta look at look at this i feel bad i almost uh jinxed myself last night but i was wearing this ego dollar jersey just so philadelphia would lose <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> 
Well, shit, man. Thanks for being on. Thanks for putting up with my yeah. bullshit. I really appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. I'm trying to think. Like, you, you got me thinking, do I, is there any fucking random ass shit? I want like a hidden gem or something. You've already dropped some good ones. I'm so mad that I didn't say full sale at the beginning because madness made me think you went to UCF because he said he's like saw you on campus once. I, I, probably I, I used to stay walking around UCF. So I think people at UCF thought I went to UCF. Just like all my New York friends think I'm from New York. I'm like, how do you not know I'm not from New York? <laughs> it's because you're from Orlando. And, and apparently everybody from Orlando is from New York. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think we'll have to do a follow-up, man. And I'm going to have to come with a fully loaded clip with just information to drop on you. I, I bet you just solidify that you're going to be a reoccurring guest. So, and actually you can't not, you can't say no when I ask you next time. <laughs> oh, man, I got you. I got you. I won't. Hey, good um, man. Well, yo, um, everybody, um, follow direct on uh, Instagram, Twitter, hit them up. Um, look up rap grid, see what rap grid's going on. Uh, shout to Tasha for being your reporter for a bit. Maybe <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> um, Hemi, Ak, Tasha, Hollywood. Hurricane do. Oh you know? man. Um, yeah, bro. Shout out to uh the old um grind time girls. Shout out to my verse turning into the artist she is. Shout out oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bro, it's crazy. I, I didn't say her name, but she was there with all of us in the beginning. She battled madness back in the day, apparently. Before grind time or anything like that. Yo, they all went to fucking high school together, bro. That's fucked up. Which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy, man. But yeah, we we've been on my verse used to come, used to come to the battles with her headscarf and be like, I could never battle. I'm such a poet. I could never say anything mean about anyone. Fast forward, she's she's out here getting fucking crazy. You yeah, bro. Her verse RX was fired. That girl from Cali's dope, bro. Oh, RX is amazing. Yeah, Child yeah. RX, that's my homegirl. You know what I'm saying? Her her and Gaddis was a great one. That's that man. Shout out to you, bro. I'm the first, the first battle rap manager, bro. I'll say it. Am I the first battle rap manager? I'll say it. Damn. All right, <laughs> fuck it. I'll take it. I'll take it. First <laughs> battle rap manager. And you know what? I'm gonna say the conceited was under that wing too, even if he wasn't. But like, it felt like he was, you know. And like, look at like conceited. And look at how I feel like battle rap revived Wildin' Out. Oh yeah, it definitely did. Hitman, Conceited, My Verse, um, Charlie Clips, Sharon, Clips. Cardi, Sharon, Carter Deems. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's there's a couple other people that could be on there too. So, yeah, I live in Ottawa where um, Sharon's from, and then like rest in peace to Bender and all that. So, mm-hmm. there's a little league here and stuff, but I don't really, I don't really go to Balraff events anymore, you know, especially like little leagues. I don't want to hear a bunch oh, of only the big shit. Well, no, I don't want to hear a bunch of dudes from the suburbs talking about how they lay down the nine when they've never seen one in their life. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that, that's what it's come to, huh? Bro, I was I was the kid in these small towns. I remember one of my first battle rap bars. Uh, see, I got no crowd reaction because I was a fan of battle rap. I said, I'm the white Obi Trice mixed with Rowan Fife. And I got no reaction. Yeah, that's fucking earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think too many people know that Ur's name is Rowan Fife, man. Yeah, bro. I well, I remember everything. You should have said, said David Williams. <laughs> he would have been like, oh. <laughs> like, well, you talking about dude from uh, from Full Sail? <laughs> Plymouth? <laughs> yeah. See, my name is my name is easy. Yeah, oh, of course, man. Common, common name in American history. 
most common first name and last name. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, Everybody uh, knows a Dave. I know, right? But yeah, I'm going to have to uh, really get some some facts together for you and some secret information. Bro, I would really appreciate that. I think lot, that'd be dope. A lot floating out there. If you look at my Twitter, you have Twitter? I'm just, you know, I'm a young guy, but I'm an old head. Like, I'm just starting with Twitter because I know it's good to promote my podcast. So, like, I actually recently just started being active again. So, if you go on my Twitter and you go down, like, probably in the last 20 tweets, I was, I did this thread where I was posting all this old, these old battle pictures. And people were like, where the fuck did you get those from? Check them out. I will. Come on, uh, hit me up when you see them. You're probably like, what? No, I will. And and no, we'll follow up for sure too. Like and like, I want to. Maybe we can correlate it with following up when you start this this project you're working on. Mm-hmm. And you know what? To the video game, we'll add in the vegan hot dog stand for one of the places that people can battle. Yo, you have anyone else from Orlando coming up soon? Um, no. Right now, it's uh, Fredo, and then you know who I really want to interview, just as like a for me, bro, is Ock. I want Ock, man. I'll get Ock for you. I just talked to him earlier today. He'll tell you about all this shit. He I wasn't think, around for the vegan hot dog stand. But I think you slept him. on in, in the written era, man. And even when he battled a blackout and then when he was doing the interviews, like, I want to have Ock on, man. Yo, and I think a lot of people haven't seen this battle, but I think Ock versus Flames is like one of the illest battles. Yep. yep man. Flames. I forgot about him, man. Flames was crazy. He's someone, both of them could battle in this era. Oh yeah, Ox Ox was just swaggy, man. That's all I remember about Ox is just like swag, you know? Yeah, nah, he's he's fire. He had a great delivery too. He's an asshole. I hate him. But yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> well shit, no. Well, so listeners, we're gonna have direct on again. And it's gonna be an even better episode than this, which is a pretty fucking great episode, to be honest with you. We learned some stuff that we didn't cool. know. I was souped I a few you times. You know everything about all my friends. <laughs> well, yeah, don't make bro. It's like I was in the competition for World Domination three for the to be flown out, and then Tasha won, and then we be and then we became friends, and it all sparks from then. You well, know, you're in that. Oh, well, I I never got submitted, bro. But like, cause I my shit was way too intricate back in the day, cause I'd like. I'd be super, you know, like rather than just like to the point, I'd be like, okay, well, these bars and these bars didn't match these bars. And then he didn't reference that when he was freestyling. Yeah, but that's Ben Swayze does that though. Yeah. Ben Swayze will, will redo the battle in, in his judgment. I just yeah, want to, uh, the, the day uh, when it'll all come full circle is and like you'll find fucking me an angry fan, like judging a battle or something, the, the polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, yo, Minnesota Luke got to give you hope. He yeah, made it to the top. Uh, don't give me my, don't let me spray my opinion on that guy, right? I don't want no smoke with either. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Bro, I remember if you want to go even further before, before we end the episode, um, the dude, he used to always be in message boards and he, he judged a few battles. He was talking this, about MC Goddess. No, it's like, He's this white dude from around Minneapolis or Minnesota. He had a goatee and a hat. His name was like Irate. That's what it was. Yeah. I remember him. I used to I used to be in like a tiny chat URL with him and Bishop Bagante and stuff. Tiny chat was popping back in the grind time chat and tiny chat was popping. There used to be like battles and stuff, I remember on them, man. Were you in the grind time chat? Yep. We had to, you know why we had to shut it down, right? Why? 
people kept posting gay porn on there. We didn't know how to get it up. We didn't have we didn't have the the, the uh, spam filter bot. See, because World Star used to have it too. They had to take it for the same people who hacked the shit. That's so funny. There, but you know what? Yeah, I, so- I will say it's good that they weren't putting like racist stuff out because a lot of stuff those chat boards back and they were just super racist. At least it was gay porn. Oh <laughs> like, man, I guess that's that's man, that's just as bad as racism, bro. Okay, so you're. Uh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> don't, I'm trying to don't think about that shit. Just let it go. Bro, you're like, I'm fucking going all over my mind here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yo, thanks for being on, man. And um, everybody follow him. Follow Direct on Twitter note? and Instagram. Yeah. On that note, we're... <laughs> he's going to be on in the future. And um, yeah, thanks y'all for listening. Appreciate it.